Hi, Keith here in the Rebel Civics Mobile Studio. I'm still on the way home from the Free State Project's Pork Fest, the Porcupine Fest, gathering of 3,000 liberty-minded people. I gave a couple talks there, one on Secession 101 and one on off-grid communications. So for today's show in the traveling studio, I'm going to talk about living remotely, the civics aspects of it. So we're in this trailer here, our camper. Uh, My girlfriend and a friend of hers bought this and gutted it, took it from a, a shell and a frame, and they designed a whole interior and a galley. And I just thought I'd show you couple minutes of the camper. So this is the F galley back here. Um, we have all our kitchen stuff here. Our, uh, this is our plates, everything we need to live. Um, we've uh, lived in this up to two months. Um, it's, a, it's a five foot by eight foot little guy. Our storage. Uh, this is where we get all our power from. It's uh, solar powered. We have a 100 watt solar panel on top. All the lights are LEDs. We have USB, we have AC charging, can recharge a laptop from it. Uh, Renata cooks up a storm in this. Um, inside, I'll just show you from the side, is a, is a bed and some cabinets um, and uh, storage areas. Uh, we got USB, we got a speaker in there. Uh, the box in the front, we have a, um, a cooler in the front. We have an air conditioner and heater if we're plugged into 110. And we have a seven gallon water tank with a hand sprayer. We take showers and wash dishes and that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, we're gonna sit and talk about remote living. We're driving around, we're visiting people. We uh, spent a week boondocking in the White Mountains and Green Mountains National Forest, just living completely off the grid, no cell phone service, all self-contained. Uh, but we have our house with us. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun and it really teaches you what you need to really live and, and be happy. And part of our driving around, we're visiting friends and family, and we camp with different people. Right now we're camped in northwestern Pennsylvania in an undisclosed location in the White Mountains. And uh, I'm going to bring in an extra special guest to talk about what it's like to live and work pretty much almost off the grid, isolated. Okay, now I'm going to bring in an extra special guest. We're staying at... Beverly and Todd's house, you may recognize Beverly as the host of the Unsafe Space Token Minority Report and the producer. Hello. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is an amazing place she has here. And uh, we were chatting uh, a little bit last night, but I want to talk more about, hear more about Chicago, like the difference between moving from Chicago to this place up in the mountains. Yes, this is not Chicago. This is northwestern Pennsylvania. Um, and it's, uh, it's different living in the city. We got out of the city because of the whole coof thing with everyone, with everything shutting down. We couldn't work and we couldn't go visit people. You had to wear the stupid, you know, face Face diapers. diapers. (laughs) Yeah, jinx. (laughs) But, uh, so, and I hated that too. So I already did not like going places generally. And then when you have to go somewhere, go grocery shopping and put on a mask, it was just kind of like, "Mm, no. So we moved out here, got six acres of land where I can step outside and not actually have to wear anything, wear anything, I guess. I do. I just don't wear face masks. (laughs) And Pennsylvania was a lot better than Chicago as far as the whole coof lockdowns yeah i mean i think this the certain cities like pittsburgh and philadelphia i'm sure were terrible but this is rural pa where 
uh, nobody lives. So overall, like no one even talks about it. No one cares. There are certain places and, and still like the, the medical place, like the hospitals and veterinarian clinics, they still require it. So we were briefly in Philadelphia and yeah. Is it bad? It was bad. Okay. The, a year ago, it was bad. They hadn't figured out yet. And being from Florida, um, which uh, most people in Florida figured it out within a few months, so we knew they were lying to us. <laughs> uh, long before oh. one year ago, this this month, last year going to Porkfest, uh, we got to Philly and all of a sudden, like, yeah, and I actually ended up going in a hospital and getting a checkup on something. And uh, yeah, they made me wear a mask. I'm like, well, I haven't worn a mask in like six months and... Part of the reason we driving to Forkfest is because I don't want to wear a mask. Right, yeah. We weren't flying. Even when I, when we flew to the retreat last year, sat by the window, just had my hair down and stared out the window and had the mask down like the entire time. So they just couldn't see that I wasn't wearing one. But the I if we could have driven, we probably would have instead. But that was a much farther drive than it is to New Hampshire from here. So... I did an article on the, uh, it's on the Unsafe Space Substack. Maybe we'll put it in the show links on a uh, a device to protect you from the virus. Remember oh, yeah, that one? yeah, yeah. It was yeah. A, uh, peanuts or pretzels, Pretzels, because they don't yeah. get peanuts anymore. So. Oh, they give you pretzels. Yeah. So if, when, they, when the uh, crew comes by and they look at you and frown, you just hold up a pretzel towards your mouth. So as long as you have a pretzel within about a foot of your mouth, then you're protected from the virus. That's what I do for all illnesses, really, though. I always carry a pretzel in front of me for anything. It protects Any me kind from... Of virus, bacteria. I don't wear a seatbelt when I drive. I just hold onto a pretzel. It protects me from, from accidents. Lightning. You can put a pretzel <laughs> on the roof of your house. Yeah. <laughs> Weird as a hat. But yeah, so we, we were talking a little bit... Uh, Todd was trying to work in Chicago in the middle of Koof and he had enough and you had enough of the city and it's uh it's quite a change to go from the city life to this this place they have out here with outbuildings and rabbits and geese and ducks and chickens chickens we'll talk about the chickens a little later but yeah uh and I working remotely working right I was already kind of, I was already working remotely in Chicago so I guess that's not the it wasn't as big of a change for me because I was already used to not going anywhere and doing anything even before the coof. So my life didn't change a ton when everything shut down. And, but it was like, well, now I'm not allowed to go out and do anything. And so that means I want to go because they're saying that you can't. Um, but it was like, if you if we can't go out and do anything in Chicago, then we might as well come out here where we don't have to do anything, but we're, but we, you know, away from people and with a lot of animals and I love animals. So we just keep collecting more and more. Were, were most of your neighbors around here, like not paying attention to all the lies and what the, the instructions that the elites were telling us? Uh, the majority of pe uh, at least signs and stuff that I see around here are like Trump signs. So I think there are probably also we just they don't talk about politics and stuff. Really. Like when you're talking to neighbors, we're talking about just, you know, what's going on in our lives and, and everything, though. It's not necessarily complaining too much about what's going on uh, elsewhere. In the, uh, but uh, I mean, some sometimes people might bring up, you know, whatever, like, oh, Trump speech or something that Biden did or whatever. But like overall, even family members who I know that like, we disagree on politics, there might be like more old school Democrats, but we do agree on like certain issues. Uh, we just don't spend a lot of time talking about that. We're like, oh, we're having a party. We're hanging out, meeting back up, you know, cooking hot dogs or, or swimming or something. So it's just not as much of a concern. 
out here. When you get this far away from the cities, people just live their lives and don't care what was going on. Yeah, pretty much. much. Especially, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly how bad it was during the first year or so. Um, But I think probably by some point they were like, nothing's happening to us like most people around here like there isn't a lot going on there i mean the i still have family members who believe a lot of the lies but even even they now are kind of like well we've got the vaccines we've got the stuff like it's kind of ridiculous to like keep going forever like we can't can't keep this up indefinitely so they finally kind of had like a line that they drew and are sort of are more or less over it but which is good uh, because there are still people out there who are very much never going they're like they're willing to just be locked up forever in their homes there's people calling for more of it you know we see Mm. and and it's it's certain areas uh you can probably guess where they are uh one of our reasons for going through western pennsylvania going back home is we intend to go back down through west virginia tennessee into north carolina like we're we're going to go around Maryland, uh, which is a little hard to go around. We definitely go around Connecticut and Massachusetts. I don't even look yeah. up what the rules are, but yeah, because Maryland stay away sucks from too, those. right? Yeah. Well, when we were in the southern part of New Hampshire, uh, we stayed uh, at another very remote, undisclosed location at a friend's house, halfway up their long, long driveway. And one of the one of the days, we drove into uh, Keene and went out to dinner, and. It was a bit of a, a shocker because we drove up here. Uh, we've been on the road, you know, almost coming up on two months. Uh, we've stayed mostly in rural areas, camping in national forests and staying at friends' houses that aren't too close to anything. We get into Keene and look around, and it was uh, like, oh, yep, people are still wearing masks. We went into a restaurant, and all the staff has masks on, and... Um, haven't seen that for a while yeah but but if you get into the cities um that's what happened and i asked somebody about it the the friend we're staying with and he said well the problem is Keene is too little too close to massachusetts that was his answer oh okay so all of massachusetts is bad then Uh, i I don't know i think it's just boston i don't know what the western rural part is is. is not that great (laughs) or at least it wasn't for a while during it but yeah i don't know like I, i uh, they, I guess they had like certain mask rules back and forth for a while last year, but it seems like for restaurants and other places, but then, um, well, let me think restaurants. I'd never went into a restaurant where I had to wear a mask. So I, there were some that while the mask mandate was still in effect in Pennsylvania, people still like restaurants just ignored it where like they didn't require it. Cause they're like, we want business and people don't want to wear them. So, uh, so we would go out to eat there, but I, because I think that the point where they're like, oh, mask mandates have been dropped, I was kind of like, oh, they hadn't been yet because most places around here had already just given up on it because they cared more about the business. We didn't have the stupid police that are, are in other areas where they're like shutting it down, at least that I know of. Um, yeah, no one. I've also just never, I was telling you last night too, I've never seen police out this way. So, uh, Every yeah, man I for don't himself. even, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have neighbors but i haven't seen any i know a couple cars have driven by in the 24 hours or so get a lot of like four wheelers a lot of like just people wheelers so yeah yeah, there are neighbors somewhere you certainly can't see any of them Mm -mm. from here no i got a lot of woods around what you see in the background here is pretty much what you see around here oh here come some bunnies as well (laughs) and there was uh yeah we got the there's a black bunny that hangs around our our area yeah our camping our camping spot here Yes, but yeah, it's it's uh, very refreshing from 
even like one day in the city and like I want to get back out away from everything. I don't even know the last time. I guess the closest city, the only one that I've been to has been Erie, which is up north of here though. But that one's still like a small city among cities. So I haven't been back. I think I went to Chicago last March or something maybe. I don't even remember. Have I? Yeah, I think I went back to it. It's been so long, I don't remember at all. And I I want to go back and visit friends. But other than that, like, I, there isn't a ton that I'm, like, care to see. But I have heard that it's better now that, like, they've dropped a lot of the mandates for now. Um, but except for, like, government places, though. I have a friend who works at a library. And so he still, they still have to wear masks there because, you know, government. The government, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chicago does have a lot of government. Yes. Yeah. It's mostly that. You probably can't go a year, year and a half without seeing a police officer if you live in Chicago. No, and I you probably wouldn't want to either, though, because it's just like at least some <laughs> of the police that might keep out crime to you that it might just deter people like, oh, and they're there. I'm not going to, you know. You do. Yeah, you do want them around, especially if you're not allowed to have a gun. Yeah. Then, then you. But like then we were maybe saying, it's a good idea to have police. It doesn't matter as much out here, though, if I've seen a cop, though, because we have several guns within it's arm's not length. A, it's not a police. I think most people know this isn't a place for that sort of thing you know? mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what i think too i don't i think like i said there's probably like petty crime and and all that and among like towns and stuff too like so that happens but i never hear like big violent crime or or even uh, even breaking into houses like that's here and there but again it's risky because a lot of people here have guns so you try to enter into a house though you probably will get shot so yeah, that's one of the reasons in in most parts of America and definitely all of rural America, like people don't break into houses at night when someone's home. If if a house is going to get broken into, it'll be why they know there's no one there. there. Yeah, yeah. But, and unfortunately for people who want to break in, I'm almost always home. So, so not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what, like working remotely. I can come out. The biggest problem is lack of Internet. <laughs> um, yes. I, I remember the statistics for um, seeing the stats of uh, break-in times for England was, like London and England. Like almost all home break-ins happen in the early evening. Really? Yeah, when yeah. people are home and awake because then they get the jewelry They because no one has any weapons. Yeah, because so you they can't have guns. So they break into houses they, in they, the evening. They only... But it's the opposite in the United States. What do the police have? Like batons or something? Isn't that, I, I, thought, I don't know. I, I mean, thought, if, yeah, they if can't you're have home guns. sitting on the couch watching TV, you can't call the police. Yeah, yeah. They, they walk in with a gun or a knife. Right. The thieves are just going to steal your phone anyway, and then the you thieves, can't call the police. Thieves don't care about the rule. But yeah, the internet here is, is fascinating. And so for a year, we've been dealing with upload and download videos to Beverly trying to produce it. And I just went through it uh, with the last two shows trying to get... The uh, audio and video to Beverly from sitting at a, on a picnic table in a campground using the hotspot, trying for four hours, and then. But it's so I'm a geeky person, so first thing I did when I noticed here, I Beverly has a slew of antennas, satellite <laughs> yeah. dishes, and big yogis <laughs> on poles pointed in different directions. So how exactly do you pull off being a producer living in the middle of the mountains? Poorly is how I do it. Is, uh, <laughs> or patiently, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. don't think it's poorly, but it's patiently. Um, yeah, we, when we first got here, even before we moved, my biggest concern was internet because I'm like, I had another job uh, at the time too that was remote. So I'm like, I, but I need the internet. So I was trying to like find, I, I think I had like three or four different internet 
internet uh, service providers because I tried DSL, I tried satellite, I tried um, different ones that use the phone service and and multiple ones because the ones with the phones they go through like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, um, but they and they were all nowhere nearby so i had to keep trying the different one like can you send me a t-mobile and can you send me this one and they didn't always do it correctly uh so it was a lot of trial and error for the first couple and a lot of money spending on just like i have four different internet connections right now none of them work well enough to do video calls or any sort of streaming uh and eventually i'm we're using it's called net all over um net a-L-L-O-V-E-R. So for those who are in rural areas that need it, um, it actually, and I think it's located in Texas. And that uses the big, the long yeah. doggies, right? I've got like, yeah, the two big antennas that point toward, I think it's AT&T. I think we have AT&T right now. Our phones use Verizon. So we have another antenna that points that way to the tower. Oh, that's um, the booster? Yeah, yeah. So the big one that's on the roof is the cell phone booster. And then we have a satellite dish. I still have satellite internet as like a backup emergency one that does not work for video calls, but just for like having any sort of internet connection. So we just have antennas and that's like pointed this way. So we have them pointed in all directions and none of them work super great. But you're patient and you wait. If it takes a couple hours for a file to upload and download. Yeah, it's a lot of like resetting the internet sometimes, resetting the router where I'm like, well, this is down. Sometimes it might be like a, you know, 500 megabyte file or, or smaller. And it says like, it's going to take, you know, 15 hours to download this. And like, that's not what it's supposed to be. So then I'm like restarting my computer, trying other things, resetting the router. And eventually one of those things would be like, now it's only 15 minutes to download like a two gigabyte file or, or whatever. It's it's really cool that you can do it though, that it's possible to live in a place like this and do a very you know, data transfer intensive job, internet. Yeah, I was really concerned before, but I was like, I, I will figure something out. We just want to get out of Chicago and then we'll make sure that we're... we're able to do something but I do know people who have like farms in the middle of nowhere and like you know North South Carolina live on 10 acres and they have like fiber <laughs> so they uh, yeah that would be a matter if they ran it up the pole yeah they're so lucky out here we can't get cable we're like a mile and a half away from anything I, I think they have um fiber internet elsewhere and cable nearby even Starlink we're waiting on Starlink they keep pushing it back um, we were supposed to get it like last fall. Then they said it was going to be this summer. Still waiting on it's that. Probably has the schedule of the Tesla releases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have no, I'm waiting on you, Elon Musk. It's optimistic. Um, so Meanwhile, hopefully... we're, we're watching your Twitters while we're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but maybe within the next year it'll actually happen. I don't and, know. and it'll, that's assuming it'll work. It'll yeah. probably work. Though. They all say like everyone who ha actually has, it says it works well. I mean, as, as from what I could tell, it's going to work better than what I have now. So we'll see. But it's just a matter of getting it. Um, and they keep having, like, I know it's nearby. They have it, like, in a nearby uh, you know, town area. Like, they've got it. But then it just, like, skips us. It's only, like, in spots that aren't exactly right here. So, and I thought the point is to be out more in a rural area. That's not just in towns. Like, the towns already have internet. It's us. It's we, you know hicks out here who need better internet yeah eventually they'll probably run cable or fiber down the street there's power lines so they already have poles to do it i was willing i even called the cable company and asked them like 
can if i paid for this like can i get or even if like the community or something if we like chip in money to to pay to have it run out here can we do that and they said no they don't want to there's not enough i guess customers i i don't know density is too low i forget what the what they said it was just like that we weren't allowed to like pay for them or something though that it seemed like it was just kind of like arbitrary rules where they said that they could not allow that so. You have to wonder if there's a, if there's a technical reason you would think they would tell you, but it doesn't. It depends on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I always wonder in here. You know, we have Comcast, so they say things like that, and you know. And he, finally, I'll ask the question: like you're saying, like for money, you won't do something. I know. Like, so like, just take my money. You can do like this. Isn't that bad? If we're gonna give you like thousands of dollars, like take my money. Don't you want that? They don't. They, they yeah, they're they're following the rules. So. Um, Living here, like, during the zombie apocalypse, you might not notice for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or the next pandemic, you know. And you say, like, social distancing, like, well, no, we don't actually have to do anything different. Right. Yeah. I I guess if they have any of the stupid rules, if they come back with mandates or anything, then then we're just going to stay here and not go out to eat and stuff like I go to we go to the movies like once well now for TMR doing pop culture I'm like I have to go out to the movies but there's no problem there people sit beside me and I just never liked that generally Uh, not that like in a you know sick afraid of being ill kind of way but it's just I don't like people so I but like if it's a full theater then it's fine but again we're out in the middle of nowhere so we'll go out to the movies during the daytime and we'll be the only two people in the theater seeing something like even a popular movie. Um, so it's just nice being out here where others aren't. Yeah, it's great. And maybe we'll come here with the camper in the zombie apocalypse. Like we, yeah. we live in a, a, a smaller town, but there, there are people around. Um, but the, the, the camper has kind of always been our way out and we're, we have it set up to be totally self-sufficient if we wanted at least for, you know, a couple months would be no problem, you know. We've got if a we lot of food here, too. Water. I think. We like our camp spot. Um, yeah, yeah, so this is a the, good place. The Beverly Campground. Camp Beverly. Uh, yeah, and we're trying to grow. That's the other thing, too, living out here, just trying to be more self-sustaining. And we're terrible at it right now, but we're learning. So we've got, like, a garden that's growing some stuff, and then we have a field that got planted that... I don't know. The birds are eating the seeds. I think some things are growing out there. But we've got chicken eggs. That's the thing that we're doing fairly well. And, and we had a very nice breakfast for Nana cooked with a fresh goose oh, egg, yeah. which <laughs> I had never had before. <laughs> it's 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 about that big. Yeah. One, one egg, like she cracked it and I took a picture. And I'm like, wow, that's going to like <laughs> feed two of us. Yeah, they're it was very creamy too. Enormous, and then that so that's a plus side too. Get geese, and you can have when they lay one. They don't lay year round like the chickens do, but this goose apparently lays twice a year. We thought she was only going to lay once during breeding season in spring, but she started it again. So pleasant surprise. We got more food, more eggs. Yeah, I or like more eggs. geese. We're not sure yet. We're we're letting her keep them in the nest right outside of the one that we ate, but. But I don't even know if they're fertilized or not. The male goose keeps keeps trying. Uh, I don't know whether he's successful, but he's he's really He came over excited. and was really complaining today when we were eating one of the eggs. <laughs> yeah. We had a goose at breakfast. We'd chase him away. By the table, not on the table. Uh, yeah, there's well, there's a goose egg on the table. Yeah. We did have to threaten to put him on the table if he didn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's a chatty Kathy. 
Yeah, so you can start a garden. Yeah, I want to see the chickens too. I want to walk over and look at the chickens. Sure, yeah. Let's go take a look. All right, now it's just us chickens here. Oh, and a goose. <laughs> and a goose. Hi, yeah. And I've been cautioned to be careful of the electric fence, which is to keep the fox and uh, keep the chickens in. Or the chickens don't touch the fence? We keep the chickens in and hopefully the fox out. Well, there's like a little safety netting thing at the bottom here too. Oh, he's gonna He's chewing on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to eat the microphone. What's his name? <laughs> his name is Lemon Grab. Lemon Grab. Lemon Grab, welcome to Rebel Civics. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, now you're quiet, huh? He came over this morning to our trailer and we got He's up talking. and gave us a raft of shit. Bring it. Onk. Onk, onk. 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 Oh, now she's worked up. Um, now she's started the other <laughs> geese. There's like, oh, something's going on over here. But the other goose, she's watching all. She's watching the baby ducks because she thinks she's their mom. So how many eggs do you get? Uh, we get about one a day per per hen. So we have the one rooster there. He's got that solo feather sticking out of his tail after he got attacked by, we assume the the fox. But he's got his tail feathers growing back in. <laughs> and th this is considered free range. Huh? Uh, this not so much. When we without the net, without the fence, they were just running around everywhere. That was more free range. Um, this this one's penned up. Chickens but, don't have to be all that free to be free range. Right? I guess yeah. we'll have to check what the government's definition of free range is. <laughs> we actually do have the coop that's in there. We moved it in for the winter. It's a mobile coop. So we did have it going, uh, traveling around the, the land too. So they, they we have the fence out around it and then the coop is inside and they just come out. But they were also flying over the fence too. So we either had to cut their wings or that's when we started just letting them free range since they like to explore. But now that mama fox is around, so... And we saw the fox on the way in. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We stopped and took a picture of it. And she, I've seen her baby. It's getting older now. And so they're both going to be hunting around here probably. But hopefully this electric fence deters them. Because apparently the geese did not. And we've seen deer, I think, three times so far. Yeah, they come out in the corner all the time. Like I'll see 10 or 12 deer at once sometimes when they're all just hanging out. And then uh, even the um, wild ducks will have mallards that just like sleep in the sleep in the yard because I think they're like here's a bunch of other birds that seem to feel okay like it's safe here so they just I'll see them like sleeping out in the grass. And then you have a bunch of rabbits running around. We do have a bunch of rabbits. How many rabbits are there? Oh my gosh, a uh, dozen. Well, there were more. We started with five when that lived under the porch they're they're domestic rabbits but from the previous owners there were three of them and they got loose and then they just started doing Next what rabbits you know, there's do 50. yeah so apparently there were a lot before when we got here i don't they must have you know taken care of all the other rabbits so there were only five when we got here and then they multiplied very quickly and we had dozens and dozens but now uh we're catching them and selling them at at the rural king you sell the rabbits? Yeah, yeah. And so you're selling the eggs, too. Yeah, so we sell rabbits, we sell eggs, make a little bit of money from those, and then, uh, not all the rabbits, like some of the rabbits, you know, we're, I like them, so, like, I've already named them, so they're staying here, we don't get rid of these ones, but. What's the name of the one that lives over by the camp spot? 
Those ones the there. The little I, black one. Yeah, I don't know. Those, those ones were one of the later generations, so I never named those ones. You never named them? Mm-mm. Is it because he's black? They're all black, and then I just give them all the same name. <laughs> black rabbits matter. Yeah. Uh, no, there's one. The oldest one now was the youngest one of the original. There's five, and then the baby came out, and I just kept calling him Baby, so now he's his name is just always Baby, but... Uh, we had we had some other uh, weird names. We had one that was white that we called cocaína, which is Spanish for cocaine. Cocaína. <laughs> yeah, cocaína. Um, but he sadly, they a lot of them got sick last year, and so then he well, he was one that that passed away. And I spent so much time trying to like help them recover and all that too. So it was a lot of a lot of crying that I did with all those rabbits that kind of like desensitized me to more rabbit death now. But, uh, the chicken ones, no, like each time for those that we've lost, there's been a lot of tears. Um, oh, and I try so hard with the geese and the ducks now too, where I'm like, as soon as they get sick though, I've been taking them to the vet and stuff. So. Oh yeah. I think I might've forgot to mention the ducks. Yeah. That's one of the, got those. And, oh, and there's a cat. But two cats. Two cats. Yeah. Two What's cats. next? A dog. A um, dog. Yeah. Horse? Huh? Horse? I don't know about a horse. They used to have horses here, and uh, so we, we could. I think, actually, I think Todd's afraid of horses. <laughs> um, He's afraid of horses? I think that's, I always well, forget that. We don't have to that. get a Clydesdale. Um, yeah, I think he doesn't like the big ones. I think the small ones he's more okay with, but he really wants a dog. Uh, my concern is uh, we need a dog that won't actually kill any of the animals, and the geese will attack the dog uh, <laughs> because they're they're jerks. Yeah, well, you said last week the go- that one of the goose geese attacked a horse. He, he chased after and there were two horses right? I'd never seen these horses before and they were he'd never seen them either so I looked out the window I heard some goose honking and then horses coming by and I saw him zooming out in the front yard and then I saw the horses start speed like there were girls riding them and they sped up and I ran out and, and made sure that he didn't get out to them and, and they, luckily the horses are faster than he is um, and then they slowed down once they saw that they got away but I was terrified because I'm like you will try and go after and they're just going to stomp on you without even thinking about it but the horse riders just sped up, sped them up a little. Yeah, yeah, just to get away from it too. And the horse might want to get away. Uh-huh. Really yeah, like the horses might be scared too so I'm just like oh he's just they're not familiar dummy. with geese and yeah, so he's he's a handful, but he can be friendly, but he, and he'll just nibble sometimes. But he gets especially with the girl the girl goose eggs him on because when she starts yelling, um, then he just like hears it and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm your man, I'm gonna do this for you. So he uh, will fight for her. <laughs> um, it's it's funny. We'll have to show a picture of them in their little pool. The two geese are in there. Yeah, we two can, foot diameter pool. Oh yeah. Oh no, he's trying to mate with her right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need some more goose eggs. <laughs> well, she'll lay without even without yeah. him, but that's what they're probably. I don't. If he's doing it well, then then these are fertilized eggs we're eating. But I'm not sure. It looked like he kept sliding off. So he, that was he gave up. Yeah, I that was she a told failed him not now, not now. <laughs> well, it's because she's just standing. Usually, she might like squat down and and yeah. But it's uh. Yeah, it's fun to see the rooster. He like every morning, like he's rowdy too. As soon as they come out, he's you know getting on top of one of these hens at least. We heard him this morning crowing. 
time oh, yeah. to get up. Everybody get up. Oh, I'm so glad that he's crowing again because that's what I was saying before that after he got attacked, he just wasn't making any sound and it was really pathetic when he tried crowing. And The fox got his crow, his crower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Something happened that like hurt hurt him internally. So I was, I was very nervous. Uh, oh, nope, he's... Oh my gosh, they just fell out of the pool. <laughs> I don't know if He's those sounds get picked up by these microphones, but no, that's his victory. That was, yeah, we, we were we were distracted there because the goose was the the boy goose was honking. He's his so victory. proud. He gets so proud of himself. He says, "I did it." <laughs> um, and then she has to clean herself up afterward. <laughs> she got back in the pool afterwards. Uh, but yeah, that happens a lot. Again, we thought the breeding season was over in spring, but like they started it up, and then she started building a nest in the in their goose room, and um, so and I thought she was getting What's sick. What's a goose room? Uh, it's just just where they live right now. It's the mud room attached to the house because we we want to build a thing for the barn, but I'm also we don't have it secure enough to my liking where they won't be attacked by anything because the geese are just more mm-hmm. pets um, and the ducks especially too since the ducks are special needs ducks like I don't trust having them out anywhere because the one can't walk so if it gets attacked it's just done for so fortunately the the adult geese here are pretty uh, protective so again like the the girl goose thinks she's their mom now so she's normally just loud but she doesn't fight she doesn't attack but she'll charge at you like if she thinks you're getting too close though she'll stick her neck out and just run right at you um not at me she she's okay with me being around them i don't know why i guess because i ha- she's seen me handle them all the time but and i thought like oh look there's a car going by very unusual event but it turns out it's Todd. yeah it's just the home. guy who lives here <laughs> <laughs> which i'm surprised about i didn't realize he'd be here already um yeah, but he's came, he came maybe came back early for the barbecue that we're gonna have yeah i'm excited for that over, the chickens over all at came the back. camp beverly do you want more? They're, oh, see, the, I don't know if the camera can see them now, too, but this is them uh, dust bathing. So they'll sit. That's what that blue litter box is for. It just has dirt in it. So they do like dirt baths. What um, does dust bathing do for the chicken? It's just they how like, they clean themselves. They don't go and uh, go but into dust water. dust isn't clean. After you get dusty, you need to be clean. Uh, that's just how they, that's their form of clean. And it works for them. Oh, even the rooster's joining in. Yoo-hoo, ladies. Oh, the ladies are coming over. Scratch grains. The rooster will do it too. He'll he'll make sounds where where he's just like, oh, look what I found. I've done this food. I've found this food for you. Like we'll hand them something, but he like says, this food is all right and I'm providing for you. (laughs) So he brags that he gets it. Okay. I think we're in the duck house or the goose house. This is a goose pen, duck pen. Wait, I had it up. (laughs) He's got it. Hey, hey, knock it off. He's all worked up now. What's the matter? Now you're just egging him on. Hey. If I sit still, he starts leaving me alone. Don't don't move. Just chews on my chair. (laughs) He has the most amazing blue eyes. Yeah, they're beautiful. He's a Roman tufted, and they're known for having bright blue eyes. And then the little... Tuft of feathers on his head. That's the little tuft at the top. And I don't know if she's still in camera. She was supposed to be a Roman tufted, but she clearly is not. So she's so gray and 
And the she's gray really pretty. goose. Yeah. So she's, uh, which is a breed, like a gray goose, gray, la- gray lag goose. And then there's two ducks here that live here. Yeah. We've got, uh, I think they might still be in frame. The yellow white one is an Indian runner duck, and that's the one who can't walk. So it's a runner duck who cannot walk. He's a lame duck. Yeah, a lame duck. Todd makes that joke a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought of it, but I can't imagine I'm the first one to come up with that. Um, and the other one is a Cayuga duck, and he's blind in one eye, and then his other wing, his one wing, uh, has angel wings, so it sticks out. And I keep trying to wrap it up to try and hold it in place as it grows, but he manages to wriggle and bite out of it every single time that I've tried different ways to like keep it on. So I'm still trying, but he. Is the worst. <laughs> so this is a special needs duck. Yeah, duck yeah. The white one is more special needs. The other one's okay. It can see out of one eye. He just doesn't have any depth perception. So whenever he tries to like go for food or water, he like misses at first and has to find his way there. But he eventually gets the food. Yeah, and we named uh, because at first the white one he was when he stood up he like bounced around so it was kind of funny he had like some slapstick physical comedy so i named him we named him uh dick van duck and then the other one when we were trying to think of another pun i couldn't for other comedians so i just chose uh mary tyler molt mary tyler molt so we just say dvd and mtm now but uh the black one used to was so tiny it was half the size of the white one and and now they're he's just so huge and they don't mind they don't seem to care what size the pond is like that's big enough for a duck yeah they, they only, just like to sit in the water yeah for a lot for most of these birds too they uh they don't need like a lot of water and we do have more ponds they just don't like to go i mean the ducks can't but the geese don't even yeah, really go over pond. there there's own. a big pool over there mm-hmm. they just like the little one it's very cozy yeah, the, my my biggest concern is just that the white one gets crushed by it, like especially when MTM gets worked up and starts running around, and DVD might get stepped on. And then we have rabbits. Yeah, we've got a few up oh, there. How many rabbits? Uh, I think there are there are five in that pen there, but uh, just because those are the ones that we trapped, we wanted to prevent them from getting into the field and stuff. Oh, here we go. Yep. Got you all soaked, huh? We're having little sibling squabbles here. The yeah. Big, the big ones are picking on the little kids. <laughs> yeah, he's he gets uh he always goes after MTM for some reason. He's a lot nicer to this one. But it's one of those things too. Like they'll want to nibble, but if you you know get freak out and you run away, then they just want to bite you more. Um, so if you stay there and just let them nibble on you, that doesn't get too bad. But now the ducks being separate, they're going to be upset. They they don't like to be apart because they're very bonded now. So they may start crying more soon. I'm actually surprised they're not crying. I mean, oh, no. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> you want me to put him back in the bowl? All right. Okay. You're okay. He wants to go back in. You want to stop and put him back? <laughs> he's just still being chased. You're going to knock the camera over. <laughs> Okay, we got a little police action going on here. The uh, the bigger goose just got chased out of the duck the duck room. The 
gray one is allowed to stay. And this is our this is our new goose too. We took her and him, and we don't know yet. She seems very nice. She doesn't never tried to bite me yet, or no, yeah, she's a little little scaredy goose. She's skittish and afraid of everything right now. But when she gets older, we'll see. Especially if she ends up being male. <laughs> And then she'll probably get more aggressive. But she, right now, she declined the interview. Yeah, yeah. She's a little chicken. But uh. So what are you gonna do with the rabbits? Rabbits. Um, these ones here, I think for now we're keeping. But um, that's what we were just trying to trap ones that we weren't planning on selling and putting them in uh enclosed spaces, so that way we didn't uh that they didn't eat like the garden and field and stuff. But uh. So right now we're we're not sure exactly what, if we're gonna catch the rest of them because they're not going over to the field, which is nice. Um, so no, they're just kind of running around the yards. But we do have this pen built already. Todd put a lot of time and effort into making, it, so I guess we got to keep it for something. And and how much do you get for a rabbit? Um, six dollars per $6 rabbit. Six dollars per rabbit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for they sell adult. it for like seventeen, I think there. So they they still get a profit, but. I mean, these are free, free rabbits and free range too. So we we feed them, especially in the pen. We feed them different pellets and things, though. But so it's not that much. But the ones that live under the porch right now, there are a lot of new babies. That's what you guys have seen. Yeah, I've seen, seen them running around. They're cute. Um, there's there are new white ones. The white ones are always the ones that end up getting eaten by something, though, because like not all the babies make it. You know, they end up disappearing. Uh, and eventually it was just kind of like, well, now I'm used to this. Like, uh, I was sad at first, but now I'm just kind of like, here's a new litter. We'll see which ones survive. I'll come back and see you guys later. It is how it works, right? Yeah. That's how. Yeah. They breed a lot and they. That's how the healthy. They're just kind of prey. Yeah. You want to talk now? She doesn't mind being on camera, but she doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the oh, once they get a little bit bigger, then we'll be able to sell sell them too. But we're just right now, we're like we keep seeing like, oh, this rabbit's pregnant. Well, this one's pregnant. So like that's that's why some of them like we don't want to catch them because there are still babies underneath the porch. So we can't move them in here because the moms are still needed. So we didn't want to risk that. So some of them were like, ones are like, we know that you're not a mom right now, so we can catch you guys. You can find all the boys and put them in the pen and then wait they for them. They fight a lot, though, too. Oh. So that's a, a big thing with that male rabbits do not get along. They have, like, a you know their own pecking order kind of thing, too. So the baby that I mentioned earlier, he used to be, he's a runt, but he was, like, the top because he was the oldest. And so he was the one that was just kind of, like, king of the area. But the new one, uh, there's an up-and-coming. <laughs> and you get king. to know the personalities of the rabbits? Uh, yeah. I never had a rabbit. They... Uh, they're very similar. Like they're uh, the geese and ducks. I think have kind of more varying personalities, but the rabbits are all fairly similar. Like some can be really friendly, and they'll come up to you because they'll want fed and stuff too. And but yeah, they're from what I've noticed so far. Though I I just like the ones that are more chill. The ones that do enjoy being pet and and stuff like that. Like those are the ones that I become my favorite. That if they come up to you. Um, but the other ones too that's why like the ones down by in the big garage they i don't know them like and that's what they're kind of skittish of people too though uh, they're getting a little bit better because they're like hanging out by your car and stuff but uh. yeah there's one that's been over there a lot 
But the and the bigger goose follows you around when you come over to a yeah. campsite. They <laughs> goose comes, yells buddy. at me. He and he was my first goose too. So um, I like to think he and I have a special bond. But when he gets mad at me and attacks, then I then I just realize his brain's only about yeah. This he big, still has so. a bird brain. So he's <laughs> a bird brain. But he is really. They were really curious. That's what's fun about geese is that and annoying because it's like you go out to do work. Like I remember we were digging up. I think we were trying to kind of uh, dig up a potato field or something. So we were planting and, and shoveling um, and they came out wondering what we were doing and trying to help. And then they, they help and by ruining everything that you're working on and chewing on your shovel and just getting in the way and pooping on everything. So they, but they really like to help. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they'll, they follow when they're younger too. the, the ducks haven't done that, especially since one can't walk. But the geese, when they're little, they re- they really need like an authority figure. So they want a parent. So they follow you around everywhere. So it's really adorable. The new goose, too, she's only like three months old. And she, she followed a little bit, but she was a little too scared to like even leave this pen area. So when I put her outside, she'd follow like 10 feet and then get scared and like come back to the fence, though. And she just didn't want to leave. That's why I've been surprised when they were all down there they this morning. They all came down, yeah. Yeah, and that's why we're hoping, we were worried because the older geese are mean to her. Um, um, we were trying to get her into their flock but they're kind of an exclusive group so when i saw them this morning down all three of them down there i was like one she's leaving the you know this pen area and two the other geese are letting her be with them so i think that's progress so you think you could ever live in a city again after living here i mean I would have to be able to take all these animals with me, though. I'm not going to leave them. Well, because my thought is always that if I take in an animal, like I'm I'm taking it in for life. That's how I felt like with my cat. I was telling Renata that last night, too, though, when I took in the, the cat when he was a kitten. Because it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm 20 years old and stuff. But, like, this, he's my responsibility now. Like, if I take him in, this is what's happening. So I feel that way with the animals, too. So it's like I'm not going to abandon them. So, so you want to do the housekeeping thing? You're way better than that. Housekeeping, okay. Yeah, the housekeeping. Like, share, subscribe. That part unsafe of space. Go to unsafespace.com. Mm-hmm. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, please give us your money. Uh, this is going to air on Wednesday. So we should have a Dangerous Thoughts tonight on Wednesday because Carter should be back. And we'll have a Token Minority Report Thursday night. So Wednesday night, Dangerous Thoughts, 8 p.m. Eastern, Token Minority Report, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. And I think that's it for the rest of the week. It's this week. And then the, the next Monday is Narrative Dissonance. Yeah, we'll have another Narrative Dissonance. We have Book Club is Fossil Future, which we have not set a date for yet. So that will happen at some point. And uh, that's a fossil fuels. I haven't fossil future. Book. Fossil, fossil future. future. I keep calling it fossil it's fuels. Must be too. about fossil fuels. Yeah, yeah. It's called fossil future. Who's the advocate for Carter that? is, but he forgot that that's the one that he chose. But Alex had already started reading the book, so she put her foot down and said, "No, this is the book that we're doing." Uh, yeah. So it's fossil future. Carter's the advocate, and it's gonna happen. Maybe it might happen in August. Then we might. Maybe we'll just push it back. I won't have. I won't have to get that one because I. I can guess what the topic is. Yeah. Carter has brought it up before the, right, the fossil yeah. fuels, the, the move to electric. 
I saw a whole article a farmer did where he's a large-scale farmer in the Midwest, and John Deere is pushing him to use electric tractors. Oh, really? he explained to John Deere, like, do you know what an electric combine, like how much power that is? And the uh, the product is corn, and when it's time to pick the corn, they run the combine for two, three weeks straight, 24-7. Like, how do you do that on electric? Jeez, yeah. Because there's a very short harvesting period, and, uh, you know, the the combine's worth, I don't know, I think it's three-quarters of a million dollars or something. Like, you don't have a bunch of extra sitting around, and when it's time to use it, you run it. Like, you know, it's hard to believe everything can ever be electric. I think we got to go nuclear power. And nuclear, I think, is the best way, but then uh, The the real zero emission. Power. People are still put off by it too, so they they have all that fear going on. And but then I think my dad was just talking about this the other day too, of how because um, he was listening to podcast. I think Mike Rowe, but and they were talking about how like you know the solar ones or they yeah they can be cool, but they burn the birds up though, so like they fly into it and the birds just get like incinerated by the sunlight, just the way that like it's set up and oh, the everything. the solar collectors. And yeah, yeah. And in windmills and stuff too, like a lot of birds are dying due to all these like, you know, the... Um, the, the, the windmills. Yeah, just like the, the cleaner energy and stuff too. Like, okay, I guess if you hate birds, but I've grown to like them a lot more now with all the ones that I'm collecting. And, and I, I like the, I'm a geeky solar geek, but I don't see it being used in for a combine yeah, or a yeah. jetliner. Oh, like, I'm all about like, it. My dad uses it to power up his camp and stuff too, though. Like that's all he uses because he doesn't have electric set up over there. So he just has solar and, and batteries and stuff to charge it in different ways. And we have some solar panels. We just still need to set it up because we're not sure exactly what we want to put it toward yet. One of the stops we made on this trip was a friend's house. They have a, uh, a five kilowatt solar array on the roof of their house mm-hmm. and they have the two meters one which sells power to the electric company and one which uh, buys from it so he designed a system and it's it's uh kilowatt neutral over the course of the year so nice. they sell the power company just as many watts as they buy that's awesome so it's basically using the power company like a battery yeah. and paying a fee for transmission and his house is mostly passive solar heat too really and in Vermont, which is a challenge wow. to do that in Vermont. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I'd be nice. I want to, well, I guess that's the other thing too, of just trying to be more self-sustaining and like, well, if, you know, zombie apocalypse happens and everything goes down, like I want to be able to like, can we get solar panels charged up and to be able to, to handle anything? We have a gen- generator, so we have that as emergency right now. But uh, you do have a diesel, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the, the it can do propane. Yeah, propane and gas. Propane is, and, good. Propane and, is good. It's cleaner and and yeah. it's not as maintenance. That's what we have intensive. for heating too. So we propane. have a propane. Yeah, there's that big silver tank. There's a propane tank, and then uh, and well, like when you live in the country, usually uh, usually everyone has well water. So yeah, the, as long as you have a way of generating electricity, you get water. The yeah, and that so the concern is if we don't have electricity for whatever, if the power's out and. Uh, if you don't have rain, which it has not rained here that much this summer. So we're the, we have like the spring little Creek and stuff in the back of the land and it dried up because it just hadn't rained much. And there's like another little spring too by the road and it's dry still too. So I'm just hoping like we need to have some downpours here to help refill everything. 
but you're you're uh, way better off than most city folks that are like if the stores are closed for three days straight they have no yeah. food like yeah. or water or well yeah we're kind of preppers now too because we do have some food and and water and stuff that we have as emergency um so just in case and then trying to grow our own and all that too but we're, we're trying to be more prepared just in case uh he's collecting a lot of ammo as well yes, <laughs> in case we the, the currency for drops for and fiat though we've got a lot of ammo to to for barter the, for with. the man-made disaster yeah. as opposed to the natural disaster <laughs> but it should be have some preparation for both at least short term right right and we live in in florida on the coast so hurricanes are a thing so yeah, yeah we're we generally are prepared if we really needed to we could hold up for at least two weeks inside oh nice um, yeah without going out we have you know if they leave the water on then we could go a month probably with a hurricane but, that's a lot of water too so you can collect that if you well the, yeah it depends on on um if you have a place to collect <laughs> yeah water. yeah um, that's another thing we want to get to water is the main thing we don't worry about water if if the like not that it's in the apocalypse the toilet doesn't really matter but it is nice flush toilets were a nice invention you know the yeah kings oh, didn't yeah. used to have them but um we live on the water uh and uh you can just take a bucket out and so mm. that doesn't actually matter if the city water was shut off we'd be good for a couple weeks we have enough water to get through a couple weeks and enough food. Uh, we have plenty of canned food and propane. We'd be cooking That's on propane stoves, you know. But and you're used to roughing it and with all the traveling things that you do. Yeah, so. the, the little camper we you said we were just boondocking for a week, um, parked in the shade. We did uh, have to be careful with uh, using lights in the evening because we ran the hmm. battery down. But we kept our cell phones charged and. Um, if we get a reasonable amount of sun, then we can use all the power we want. To, the, it can easily charge up. Right. The hundred watt panel can easily keep up with this. Um, the, the if it's hot, there's a cooling fan does use a lot of power. Um, so if we run the fan all night, that we need like good sunlight to keep up with that every night. Well, but in the zombie apocalypse, that's not the kind of stuff you start thinking. Yeah, about. yeah, that's fair. I mean, so that's a, the fence too. I don't remember if I mentioned that. That's it's charged by solar panel. I so saw that. that. Yeah, one. that's yeah. cool. The 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 electric fence is solar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that works. This fence that we're in too is technically an electric fence, but we just had never plugged it in. Okay, well, we're going to start a barbecue, so let's, <gasps> I'm let's starving. close this show out. And, yeah. Uh, Again, like, share, subscribe, donate. <sighs> go to unsafespace.com. You can join our Discord group and chat with us. Yeah, yeah. We're available to chat. For monthly donors at any level. Yes. As little as $1 a month. So or, help, help keep the lights on here. Help keep the internet bits flowing back and forth for Beverly so we can do more of these shows to pay for the I keep telling people too that I'm just like a lot of the money to unsafe space is just going to help this duck walk right now because <laughs> my paycheck is just going to like trying to figure out vet bills and and other things to try and get them so right now we're gonna work we're working on a wheelchair <laughs> yes a duck wheelchair we <laughs> yeah. have to see a picture of that yeah but yeah we heard about that your dad is working on a duck Wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. That's what he asked me. What I want for my birthday? That's coming up. Pretty much just trying to figure out a way for this guy to walk. So, okay, let's go back to Camp Beverly and see what Renata's going on with the barbecue.
Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. Association with the following individuals, or tacos, is strictly prohibited. Apropos of nothing, I was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic? Your president is in full control of his mental faculties. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake. <laughs>